As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This week on Dueling Review, we review Basketful of Heads number one from DC Comics. The rain lashes the grassy dunes of Brody Island, and seagulls scream above the bay. A slender figure in a raincoat carries a large wicker basket, which looks like it might be full of melons, covered by a blood-stained scrap of the American flag. This is the story of June Branch, a young woman trapped with four cunning criminals who have snatched her boyfriend for deranged reasons of their own. Now she must fight for her life with the help of an impossible 8th century Viking axe that can pass through a man's neck in a single swipe and leave the severed heads still conscious and capable of supernatural speech. Each disembodied head has a malevolent story of its own to tell, and it isn't long before June finds herself in a desperate struggle to hack through their lies and manipulations, racing to save the man she loves before time runs out. Let us talk Basketful of Heads number one from uh, DC Comics. Mm-hmm. Now, this is from uh, Joe Hill mm-hmm. and the artist Leo Max. All yes. one, all one, all word, one word. Leo and Max. All one word. Now, <laughs> this is part of Joe Hill's pop up uh, publishing line at DC Comics. It's one of these right. curated lines that uh, people like. Uh, Joe Hill and the Umbrella Academy guys. Uh, Gerard Way had his young animal imprint. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's still going on apparently. But it's just whenever they decide they want to release something, they're not planning ahead. Right. So Basketful of Heads number one landed in our laps this week, and I got to say, I rather liked it. Me too. Join us next week when we'll review something else. <laughs> uh, this is a horror story. That takes place now. Yeah. The solicitation gives a lot more away than what we get in the first issue. The solicitation talks about this supernatural axe that chops people's heads off and their heads still stay alive. Right. We get to see the axe in this issue, but right. we don't know anything else that's going on except that there's a home invasion right. uh, in Maine in the 1980s. And a girl who is uh, visiting is trapped in the house with yep. some ne'er-do-wells while her boyfriend, uh, who is a a traffic cop on the island during the summer is uh, being tormented by the bad guys. Yeah. There's a one page thing at the beginning that seems to reference the title, but there's no real idea of where or when that is taking place yet. I suspect it takes place after whatever. Yeah, no, it takes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that takes kind of place in the future or present day. Right. And then the stuff that happens 
the stuff that happens is then it says, okay, then back into 1986 is the next page. So I took everything. Before. Yeah, that's happening is she's got a basket full of heads and that she's carrying them around or maybe it happens after the events of uh, this story or something. But I, I took it to be the events after right. uh, what's going on in the uh, on the island. Now, this being I'm not a, even a, sure that that's a she in that opening sequence. It's a person it may not in be. a raincoat. It's a person in a raincoat. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but the other thing is uh, this is a Joe Hill uh, project. His dad, Stephen King. And I was just surprised at the number of little Stephen King references that pop up in here. Obviously, this takes place in Maine. That's not such right. a Stephen King reference, except, you know, Castle Rock and everything in Stephen King takes place in in Maine. Right. Uh, then there is a mention of the Shawshank prison. Right. Which I thought was interesting. Did you see any other Stephen King references? Derry County, of course, mm -hmm. well, and that's related to Shawshank Prison. Derry is one of the big, uh, weird recurring things. Yeah, that's Every where, time uh, I saw Pennywise Brody out. Island, I wanted to say Brody Island was a reference, but that may actually be a reference to Jaws. I think it is, too. That's what I thought. And I was like, wait, oh, is that a Stephen King reference, too? And I was like, that really sounds familiar. I did a quick search. I couldn't find anything with Brody Island and Stephen King in the same Google uh, result, yeah. uh, search result. And I do appreciate the fact that the e, the wicked politicians slash local selectman is clearly played by Ned Beatty uh, uh, in yeah. his Otis mode, which is just wonderful because you can see and hear Ned Beatty in every panel of that character, mm -hmm. and I think it's kind of mm -hmm. neat. But I, I want to say that definitely the Shawshank and Derry references are kind of Joe's way of saying, I'm playing on Dad's turf. I'm I'm basically... This feels like the beginning of a weird Stephen King story. Yeah. This feels like that setup for something's happening. We don't know what yet, but we're going to develop all these probably doomed characters so that when they get their heads chopped off, you'll feel bad and love them. I don't and know I if I'm going to love them or not. I think, well, and that's the thing. They, they are also very flawed characters. They're very, you know, three-dimensional, much like, dad would do stephen king would do and i do appreciate the fact that there's a focus early on about looking down off of the bridge and there's a bunch of garbage mm -hmm. and when we see the garbage there's clearly a brassiere in it and i'm like yeah that's this is clearly someone who is homaging intentionally homaging the work of stephen king well but the but the point of the bra is that Earlier in the story, when the boyfriend yeah, meets person. his girlfriend, they have they're getting it on on top of the bridge, and she throws her bra off, and that's the that's what's down there at the bottom. Yeah. So, I mean, the story is very well done. It's very well put together for a first chapter. It hits on everything that you need to know. It might be a little bit too on the numbers in the way that it's built because you kind of go, oh, now this happens, now this happens, now this happens. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of feels, I don't know, it feels like it's somewhat uh, expected that there's not really any surprises here. Uh, so that I concerns that, me, but yeah, I, I still feel like it's a, a solid chapter. Surprises would kick in yet either. I mean, this is the first 15 minutes of a canon films or the first 15 minutes of a Friday the 13th. This is the beginning uh, before we find out that the Green Goblin truck has come to life in Maximum Overdrive. And on one hand, I do agree with you that it doesn't feel like a lot happens, but it doesn't necessarily feel like the issue isn't going anywhere either. There's a no, lot. No, I never of... said that. No, well, no, right. I never said that. I just felt like 
the setup is very much uh, a predicted setup. There's nothing that is a that deviates from a path in how you would set up this story. It's very measured. It's very intentional. And even the moments that I think are kind of hilarious where they're like, oh, no, did the escaped prisoners kill somebody? No, nah, he's running. He slipped. He fell down the stairs and broke his neck. And I'm like, OK, that's that's funny. That's that's bleak. But mm-hmm. that's funny to me. And I laughed at that and went, OK, this is what this is. And with the title being what it is, I feel like we're in for something truly strange and probably supernatural. And I'm totally down with that. So I'm fine with this first issue being kind of all set up mm-hmm. up to a point. This is what, seven issue limited series? I, I doubt it would be seven. I think it would probably be six. I think it six. is seven. They said it was one of seven. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and I'm like, I, I'm, I appreciate the fact that it is a weird length, and I appreciate the fact that this is an unusual story for comic book terms, because you're right, it doesn't necessarily feel like it's deviating from that path, and in some ways it doesn't feel like a traditional comic book, you know, first chapter. Mm-hmm. I feel like we would, in a, in a standard issue kind of horror comic, something from Vertigo or Black Label or even the Black Crown stuff, at this point we might be seeing the beginnings of the conflict where this kind of ends with just a teaser of what may or may not be happening. And I really like that. It's it's weird and it's atypical, but it has elements of things like Tales from the Crypt in it. It has yeah. elements of, of, of course, your Stephen King short stories. Yeah, it has elements shows. of the stuff, but it has, it has elements of the stuff that we've seen Joe Hill do before and do really well in places like lock and key. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is a really successful and very surprising first issue. I didn't have any idea what this was before it got picked for us, but I'm really glad that it did get picked for us. Yeah. So am I, I thought this was again, a really good solid story. Um, maybe like I said, a little predictable in the, in the setup, but I also really, really enjoyed the art. Now I don't know if I have read anything that features the art from this artist, Lomax, but it almost feels a little bit Jack Davis-ish. There's elements of Jack Davis. I got a little bit of here and there. I kept feeling some Terry Moore. Mm. And I almost wonder just from, it's not like it's inconsistent from page to page, but just from kind of the verisimilitude of it, if Leo Max isn't more than one artist, whether, you know, because we had that with Gurahiru a few weeks ago, where Gurahiro is actually two artists working together as a collective. But I can't find anything about Leo Max other than the solicits for this book. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if Leo Max is just somebody really super talented or if Leo Max may be somebody that we know or some buddies that we know working under a new alias. I'm not sure. It could be. I, I really enjoyed the art. I found the book rather pretty. Uh, I will say that uh, there are some tones and elements in the book that are probably not uh, kid friendly. So this is oh. probably, I mean, the first issue isn't too violent, uh, but I probably would not give this to anyone under 14, uh, to read yeah, it's over got 14. I wouldn't have a problem sticker on the cover. So, well, there's some language in there. The, you know, there's some sex, but it's implied sex. There's no nudity. Um, so I, I think for 14, 14 year olds, that's, that's a good Stephen King horror movie in the eighties kind of age. Uh, so that's what I would, I would recommend 14. Uh, if it says it's got a 17-year-old sticker on it, then maybe the comic book store won't sell it to the kids, but I'm okay with it. So 
my recommendation, this is a good Halloween tale. It came out right at the perfect time. I'm going to yeah. give this a thumbs up. I agree. And I feel like the biggest strength here is that Joe doesn't necessarily shy away from the fact that this is clearly a tale in, you know, a supernatural Stephen King vein. And I, I, you have to kind of respect that because a lot of times when you come into something as a creator or a creative person and you have a, a family member, a parent, a sibling who does something similar, you want to stay as far away from that as possible. And I feel like Joe has really made his own name, especially, you know, I love Lock and Key. I know you love Lock and Key. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's really important that Joe can do this book that is so very much in the vein of stuff that his dad would do and have it still be a Joe Hill story. I mean, there are elements here where we go, yeah, this feels like Stephen King, but this is a Joe Hill. And I, I like that. I feel like that takes a lot of guts. You, you wouldn't necessarily go in on your first try and try to do something that references what your dad or your brother or your mom did. And I really appreciate that he did it. And I feel like this book came out really well. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Okay. It is uh, time for you, dear listener to tell us what comic book you want us to review on next week's show. This will be the November 6th uh, episode. And the only way that you're going to do this is if you go to patreon.com slash major spoilers, and you will find a link. I'm going to read off some of the titles uh, that are coming out next week. But you will find a link that will take you to the list of all the titles that are scheduled to appear next week. And then you can pick one that you think uh, you find interesting or one that you're really wanting to hear our thoughts on. And then then in the comment section for this post at patreon.com slash major spoilers, you can let us know. Now, the important thing is, Matthew, you don't yes. have to be someone who is a current patron to major spoilers. You just have to have a Patreon account, right? So it's not costing anybody anything. That is correct. And the best part is once you go over there, you get kind of a preview of the kind of things that you could get once you decide to become or if you decide to become a patron. But you can play along with this and there's content over there that you can still access. But most importantly, we are not asking you to pay anything to play along with Dueling Review, which I think is pretty awesome. Exactly. So coming out next week from Boom Studios is BB Free number one of 12. Boulevard Eats New York. Oh, uh, Boom Studios sent me a review copy of uh, Boulevard uh, yeah. yesterday. I'll, I'll show it off on on Finally Friday this week. For those of you that are listening, it's our live show that we do on twitch.tv slash major spoilers every Friday at 4 o'clock p.m. It is well packaged. I thought it was a clever idea, and I want to show that off uh, to everyone. But that's Boulevard Eats New York. It's a hardcover collection. It's a kid's book. comes out next week, fourteen ninety nine. Magicians, based on the book, based on the TV show, number one. Magicians, number one, comes out next week. Uh, let's see. We also get Once in Future, number one, the seventh printing of that book. Holy moly. Yeah, I know, right? And then uh, Strange Skies over East Berlin, number two. Matthew and I reviewed Strange Skies over East Berlin, number one, about yep. a month ago. Because that's how, that's <laughs> how comics the new work. new one coming out. That's know, how comics right? work. Uh, Dark Horse Comics next week has Berserker Unbound number four, Black Hammer three for a dollar. Huh, I don't know what that is, but it's a dollar comic. You get Black Hammer three for a dollar. I don't nice. know if that means you get three Black Hammer titles or if you're getting Black Hammer three. Um, Crone number one comes out next week from Dark Horse Comics. A lot of people excited about that. Grindel, Devil's Odyssey number two, and Ruby Falls number two come out next week. 
There's also a Super Mario Art of Super Mario Odyssey hardcover that's coming out next week from Dark Horse. $50 book there if you're into the art of video games. DC Comics next week has Batman number 82, Batman Universe number 5, the penultimate issue there, Deathstroke number 49, Genlock number 1, uh, Inferior 5 number 3, Legion of Superhero Rings. You can get a bag of 50 of these rings. I'm almost positive these are the exact same rings that they had, what, 10 years ago, Matthew? The plastic rings? I'm almost positive. The ones that I've seen Bendis wearing and others wearing, I've seen two, two types. There's the mm-hmm. gold plastic and then there's silver plastic. You can right. get a bag of 50 of these it says please inquire ask your comic book shop because the last time they did this and i'm gonna say it's like 10 years ago um yeah. they uh they gave those out with like a five dollar purchase or with the purchase of legion of superheroes number one which comes out next week yep i want to say that it was in 2005 with the wkrp legion yeah i think that's what it was uh legion of superheroes number one as i said does come out next week lois lane number five and wonder twins number nine Dynamite Entertainment has Black Terror number two, Kiss Zombies number one, never kiss a zombie. Right. Um, it's just a breeding ground for disease. Well, uh, yeah, and you know, you, you don't know when to kiss a zombie on a first date because then they'll be in love with you. I know. Red Soul number 10 and uh, Vengeance of Vampirilla number two comes out next week. Over at IDW Publishing, we have DuckTales Silence and Science number three. Woo! Care Bears Unlock the Magic, number three. Uh, Lock and Key, Dog Days. Oh, yeah. Oh, a new Lock and Key book comes out uh, next week. That'll be fun. Nice. Um, uh, Pandemica, number two. And uh, Transformers, number 14. Oh, man, there's a lot of good books coming out next week from IDW Publishing. Image Comics has Death or Glory, number six. Coffin Bound, number four. Die, number nine. Nomen Omen, number two. Spawn, 302. Telltale, Walking Dead, Age of Clementine. You can get a t-shirt of that for 30 bucks. T-shirts now, 30 bucks. Unless you're going triple X, then it's uh, 33 bucks. Uh, Unearth number five, and uh, there's a Walking Dead, a couple of uh, omnibuses arriving next week, $100 and $150 respectively. Over at Marvel Comics. Oh, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Matthew, next week from Marvel Comics. Uh... Absolute Carnage, Immortal Hulk number one. I'm not listening. Absolute Carnage, Weapon Plus One, and Amazing Spider-Man number 33, 2099. Also Black Cat number six. Deadpool number one is a poster. Fantastic Four number 16. Future Fight Firsts Crescent. Oh, Future Fight Fight Firsts. Yes, Crescent Six and I.O. Crescent, oh, not six. That's an end. It's a Crescent and I.O. or I.O. Uh, Ghost yeah, Rider number characters. two. Yep. New Mutants number one arrives. All the new X books are coming out. We just had Marauders. This week is uh, Excalibur. Mm-hmm. And then next week is New Mutants. Also next week is Spider-Man and Venom Double Trouble number one. Scream Curse of Carnage also gets a poster if you've got 10 bucks to spare there. And then also coming out next week, Yondu number one. That's a five issue miniseries right there. Yondu's getting a solo book? That's what, what it says. It? I know, right? It's 1972. Uh, comics yes. in all the rest category. We have Amalgamalgaba, Space Zombie number two. We also have Blade Runner 2019 number one. That's got to re- be a reprint right there because I've already read that issue. Uh, let's see. What else do we have on here? Dog Eaters number one. Going to the Chapel number three. That's from Action Labs Entertainment's Danger Zone. 
Danger uh, Zone! Grim Fairy Tales 2019 Holiday Special arrives. That's a $6 book. Uh, Heist, How to Steal a Planet, number one. Jungle Fantasy Beauties, number 2019. There are so many different nude and natural beauties and playfully nude, stunningly nude, sultry nude covers that, that go around. If you've got 10 bucks or 8 bucks, maybe you can get some of those. Killers, number five. Livewire, number 12. Lookers, number zero. That's a $20 book. It must be a special cover. Century Bikini A, Mature Readers, is what it says. Hmm. Our Super Adventure Travelogue America and Canada hardcover. That's $20 there. Pussycats, Eat Death or Get Naked, number three. I'm starting to sense a, uh, a theme going on here. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I'm I feel like it's... I'm having some sort of fit, and it's like words are no longer meaning things anymore. There's no punctuation in any of this stuff, so I'm hoping it's like Pussycats colon, Eat Death or Get Naked, as opposed to Pussycats Eat Death or Get Naked. It's hard to say. We don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, Red Koi, number two, Shades of Magic, Rebel Army, number one. That will be from uh, Titan Comics, I believe. White Widow, number three, and Zombie Tramp Ongoing, number 65. Those are just some of the comics that are coming out next week. As I said, head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. You can check out the complete list, and then you can let us know what book you want to review next, or want us to review next, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. I think that's where we're going to end it this week. A little bit shorter show. It's really nice when we have nothing but positive things to say about a, a comic yeah. book. And hopefully oh, that will encourage you to get out there. Too. Yeah, definitely. That Hopefully that will encourage you to go out and pick up Basketful of Heads again. It's out this week from DC Comics, a $4 comic book right there. We are going to uh, say goodbye to you. Not goodbye. We will say goodbye. until the next time. And we thank you for being part of the Major Spoilers experience. We certainly appreciate everyone who is a current patron. And if you are on the fence, if you're like, I don't know, I've heard these guys talk about Patreon for a, a long time. I just haven't. Uh, gotten off the fence to decide whether I want to do it or not. Hey, now is a good time to do it. Just do it, as uh, as that one uh, uh, young Indiana Jones son says. Do it, do it, and uh, become a five dollar a month. Uh, become a five dollar a month patron. I think you'll find a lot of benefits, not only in the extra content that you get, but also in the extra stuff that then happens at MajorSpoilers.com and across the podcast network. Yep. So again, thank you so much to all of our patrons. We will be back next time, and hopefully, you will hear Matthew say. Ah, my boys, get that syrup in them and they get all antsy in the pantsy. This podcast is copyright 2019 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 